Friday, tell Fantone how awesome he is, or that you hate him. Two to four, that's, uh, that's this Friday. New Raising Canes in Kent. Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs at 8.30. And yeah, 7.30, incarceration tickets up for grabs. I have reached out to the incarceration people yet again uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to line up a couple of interviews for the program. Okay. I have uh, I've requested Zach Wilde. I have uh, I, I have talked to Zach uh, not well more than once before uh, a couple of times on the phone, but he did actually come into the studio one time, and I don't know if he still drinks or not. Like I, I'm not sure, but dude, one one dude one day he rolled up into the studio with like a pool cooler, like on wheels, dude had the handle wow. out, like pulling up, like dude he was like dad, like backyard dadding it, you know what I mean? Pulled in. Open that some bitch. Never shut the lid because he drank him so fast he didn't need it shut. I mean, dude, the boy just drank. Wow. Dude, he drank a case of beer. I think in that interview. I uh, I believe it. I uh, I had the Zach Wild coffee. The like, um, I think it's called like Zach Wild Skull Crushing Coffee. Oh, he death makes wish. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. it Death Wish? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's in it's in you know they work together on it. Oh okay, all right. So, so it's his coffee put out through Death Wish Coffee right there. I've like, had Death Wish. The most hardcore coffee beans you've ever drank. In your entire life, and they're pretty damn good. They were. It, it is really good. Yeah, it's just, good. it's just funny to see like these badass rock stars go from like drink Jack Daniels, to, drink you know, some coffee, an americano is what you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is true. But commerce is like so. This is what I find hysterical about this now is that I am a Kiss fan, so I'm always going to look to defend these guys just yeah. a little bit. Now they were obviously a marketing machine, but. They get knocked for it, and now all these other bands are doing it. Iron Maiden's got beer and blankets you can buy at Walmart, and like everybody's got this stuff, and they're not selling out, and yet Kiss is still looked at like, oh, you big sellouts. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, you can buy like you can buy Slayer shirts at Target now. You for know what sure. I mean? And it's just like, yeah, that's fine, no big deal, whatever. But you're right, 100 percent ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, if this would have happened, people would have been having a cow. And I, this is where I'm at now with the Kiss thing. I don't even know why we're doing this right now. But like, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I, but my thing with Kiss, and again, I'm a fan, so I have to separate that. Mm-hmm. And I have always said, look, I get it. I learned to love them as a kid. I understand they're not great musicians. They're not. Paul Stanley, in his book, in his book, says, yeah, man, I was still learning how to play the guitar when Hotter Than Hell came out. I mean, dude, like, so I get that they're not fantastic musicians. However, I feel as if they have been so attacked musically and solely said that they are nothing but a marketing machine that I feel like it's gone so far the other way where I don't feel like they get enough credit for their music now. And they've got enough credit in the bank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're probably like, well, Stansberry's yeah. standing up for us. Who cares no, about that? No, I mean, it's not about that, but I'm willing to bet that as a performer, and I know this to be true. That you can give you all the money in the world. And that's nice. And that is what they said. That's what Gene Simmons set out to do was make money. Right? But a guy like Paul Stanley, I think, is sitting there going, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, we sell out when we play. Yeah, this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been here 40 years. But I do think, I mean, I've heard him give answers in interviews where it's like, dude, they feel slighted. Like, they do. You don't think that validation of selling out and bajillion records sold and all that merch sold doesn't, like, silence the haters? Because to me, that would be enough to, like, yeah, dude, this guy says I suck, but, dude, look at all these people who are waiting in line for tickets, man. You know better than anybody, dude. It doesn't work like that. It's like, you, it's easy for your brain to drown out the people who support you. And focus on the people who do not. 
Because a lot of what you're seeking out that stage for is probably lack of attention from a you know from the parental situation or a girl that didn't pay attention to you in sixth grade or something like that. And there's no curing stuff like that. Like once those feelings get in you early, there's no getting out of you. So I think that there's a, just a little bit of like, man, it would be nice to be validated. Plus, I think there are a lot of bands who have like ripped them off. Um, wanted to play because of them, and now get famous. And again, I'll give you a great example. Slash is one of these guys. Grew up a, a fan. He says he wasn't, but he totally was. You can see him back in the day with like all the stuff. I mean, dude, he had the t-shirts. He had all the stuff. And like now, like slams the crap out of him because he got famous with Guns N' Roses. I think that there's probably a little bit of them that are like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We took half of you out on your first tours. We made stars out of all of you. And now you guys all want to sell beer, and yet we're the sellouts? Like, I, I just, I think that there's probably, I mean, wouldn't you be pissed? Yeah, but like I said, I think I personally would be like, ah, dude, I have my validation. I do. I, I mean, and I understand what you're saying in the sense of negative is always going to cut through a lot louder. Ten, Way one, louder. One negative comment is going to cut through ten through ten positive ones. Um, but something that I feel like, and I've tried to, I've tried to implement this on Rebuild Kids, where it's like, so many people are like, well, the haters are my motivators. That's who gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me going is people that hate me. Uh, I think you'll fail like that. My thing is, is don't do things because of what your haters do to prove them wrong do things to prove what your fans prove them right you know what I'm saying that's that's what you should be doing there's people that believe in you there's people that are buying these tickets there's people that are buying this stuff that love you well that's who you should be worried about. Right, those are two different things though I get what you're saying but like you could make the argument for a rebuild kid why they have to focus on their haters is because they don't have fans that's a different thing than a Paul Stanley person. A lot of those kids, I'm sure, feel like nobody's there supporting them, and that's why they sought a situation like that out. They're just finding those people. So getting rid of that mentality, I think, yes, th- th- that could be harder to do. It's just, I think it's so funny that this band is knocked while every other band wants to go around doing it now, and yet their credibility, for some reason, seems to be intact. And I don't understand it. It's like, so they beat you to the punch. They showed you, they created the blueprint for you, showed you how to make money outside of, dude, there's a reason why they're one of the bands, dude, that can stop making new music, or at least new music you'd want to buy, still be around 40 years later. There's a reason. And now, like, and like, they get, I, the whole point is, is that I just don't feel like they get enough credit musically now. Where if you go back and you listen to their early albums, stuff like that still actually really holds up. Watching you still totally holds up. Better than anything that's come out this last year. And yet they're knocked for being smart. And now Iron Maiden wants to go out there and sell Eddie beer. And now everybody's like, man, that's awesome, man. I got, I, I got Iron Maiden beer. It's like wild coffee. I want some of that, exactly dude. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I don't understand how that happens. Oh, dude, what a great song that was. You want to pull it back up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, it's like one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. That's actually, that actually might be in contention for my favorite Kiss song ever, King of the Nighttime World. I love That's it. why I played it. Incarceration tickets, 7.30. Honor Fighting Championship tickets, 8.30. And a gift card for Raising Canes, $25 worth. And, and a reminder, Fantone there, Friday, 2 to 4 in Kent. And more Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on.
guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I need to vent just a couple of just a couple, just, just a couple of seconds, and then we'll be able to move forward. I'll, I'll, get it, I'll, get, I'll get the evil out, and then we'll be able to continue a good program. All right. So I went down and I played Zori yesterday. Okay. Right? I love that course. It is always, always, always pristinely manicured, and yesterday was no different. Zora's a great little town. Oh, like, it's beautiful. It really is. Beautiful. I'm not saying, like, yo, I'm moving to Zor because that wouldn't be for me, but for, like, a Saturday afternoon trip with your wife, that's a great little place to go. Would be for me a little too far in the in the winter time. I don't want that far of a drive. I'm a little bit of a sissy with the winter and how early I got to be at work, but I absolutely love it there. Zor's nice. And the course is always Always, always in great shape. Pin locations were fantastic. And I played pretty well for me, except, dude, I got this one. uh, Dude, I'm swapping problems out now. I can't hit my driver now. It starts, so it started actually. Jeez. No, it started Sunday, I believe it was. All right. Where I hit it great until we got to 16. And then it, I couldn't hit it 16, couldn't hit it 17. Then we actually went back around, played a few more holes, couldn't hit the rest that day. Went yesterday. Could not hit the driver off the tee to save my life. Fantone, I actually, there, I think it was hole four. Yeah. Hole four. I think I hit the driver 10 feet <laughs> to the left of me. 10 feet, not yards, feet, bro. So we're talking in the middle of a round, you can lose something here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. God, dude, it's got to be frustrating. Iron game was amazing. I was hitting, pin, like, honestly, had I just been able to drive the ball well, I would have scored really well yesterday. I had the, the rest of my game, I had it. And what was it? A week ago, two weeks ago, you were talking about how you were just, you were happy Gilmore in it. You were John Daly. Dude. Crushing what, it. What, what happened? It's gone. What happened? Gone. I think it's because I've been invited to play in that outing on Friday with uh, Scott, and I'm in my head about it. Uh, and I'm in my head about it. That's going to be number one a swanky course. Yeah. I mean, it's up in Chardon, so yeah. it's going to be swanky. Number yeah. two, you're going to be playing with, like, I'm going to assume. Dudes with money. Right. Well, dude, here's the thing with Scott from Waiting for Next Year. Like, yeah, dude, he runs Waiting for Next Year. It's an awesome blog. Find tons of great sports information. He's got a big boy job. He works at a very big financial institution and it has a very high role within that big financial institution. Yeah, like, um, we don't have enough money in our account for Scott to be overseeing our accounts. Put, put our accounts together and multiply it by three and Scott's still laughing at us, dude. That's like, absolutely that true. That is 100% That's true. absolutely true. So, yeah, I guess I understand why you're a little in your head right now. I, so, it just, it, it frustrated me because I was at a course I love. Right. It was great. And, right. like, all the part three, I played great. I, dude, I mean, like, I, I did so many good shots, but the driver, I, dude, it's a mental thing. And I just melted down. Were you with somebody? No. No, you're by yourself. All myself. That's even scarier. All by myself. That's even having scarier. Having fun. Enjoying the damn thing. The, the course wasn't that busy. I mean, there's people out there, but not that busy. Right. It wasn't anything like that. I just, dude, it's in my setup somewhere. I lost it, but it's making me absolutely crazy. <laughs> made, made me crazy. But we need to move on to you right now. Okay. We need to move on to you right now. Yeah. And that's because Fantone last night. Yeah. Had his first ever training session for Ohio Championship Wrestling. Some of you may not know this. Fantone's actually going to wrestle in this. This will be July 20th, I believe it is, at Busbin. Correct. Is that right? Correct. And uh, so Ohio Championship Wrestling, there's been, a, there's been some trash talk between some of its members and, well, Fantone. They don't, they don't much care for him. As a matter of fact, there was a video. I believe we still have it up. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. You can see it. 
where Fantone was cornered in a hallway. And then, put, you know, they put the boots to him, three of them. It was three on one. Yeah, it was Juice Jennings and Warhorse right there. You know, I'm not a pro wrestler, dude. I don't know I don't know why it had to get to a physical altercation. See, I don't like when you promote it that way, because I don't want Juice Jennings walking <laughs> away feeling like he's a pro I wrestler. I am a pro wrestler right, right here. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. Me and the me and, me and Juice Jennings, we've, uh, we've been beefing for a while, and things have just finally got to the point where I decided enough is enough, and I'm going to be making my debut in the square circle july 20th at Buzzbin, ohio championship wrestling it all goes down with uh so i don't want to go in there and just assume that i'm going to know what to do because i think that's very if you're a fan of something how many times do you look at it and say well i would have made that free throw well dude i would have hit that note right i would have changed that guitar riff i would have you know oh free throw is a good example but yeah i know what you mean a million examples you hear a song by your favorite band and it's why like, didn't you say this instead right well it's not as good as the last two albums and if you would have changed this up maybe we would be sell more records and it's like dude you're saying that from your couch so shut the f up fair point it. so last night or so i you know i, I was like dude I don't want to go in there and just assume that I'm going to know what I, I, I got to do. I got to get some training. I got to, you know, I got to learn learn at least the basics of this. So last night was my first night at Spinebuster University. If you've ever thought about becoming a professional wrestling, Ohio Championship Wrestling, run Spinebuster U. And okay, they, so that's actually the name of it? That's an actual... Oh, I thought that was a Matt Fantone original and nope, you were just... Nope, that's oh. that's the actual, like... Hey, uh, let's run this conversation down. <laughs> hey, Mom, Dad. No, 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 no. Try C. No, 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 no. Stark State? No, 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 no. no. Even Clown College? Nope. Nope. I need to borrow some money to go to Spinebuster U. It's a step up from from the broadcasting school, right? I mean, a slight step up, but it's, you know. That one cuts like a knife. About neck and neck right there. That one cuts like a knife. (laughs) So, Spinebuster University, my first night last night, dude. Um, When I say... It was so much harder than I thought. Dude, it is so much harder than I thought. What was All right, what was the what was the thing that surprised you most about how hard it was? <sighs> the thing the thing that hurt the most was running off the ropes. And I know you look at it and it's like, dude, really? it can't be that bad. But running off the ropes, I'm telling you. like For somebody that doesn't know what you mean. Yeah, so, well, I mean, you know, when Hulk Hogan throws the Iron Sheik off of the ropes, I mean, that's, that's what you're getting into right okay. there. And I... I you know I knew they were they're steel ropes with like a rubberized thing around them and then duct tape on that. So it's not like it's not like cloth ropes up there. I mean these are steel like cables. I've always wondered what that was. They're steel cables with rubber wrapped around them. So throwing myself off of those. I mean dude, that just sounds like the like What's his name always talked about, like, bringing the Christmas tree in the house sounds like the actions of a drunk person? <laughs> now, we're going to get a tree, chop it down, put it in the house. Like, honestly, grab them steel wires, bro, duct tape them up, and then we're going to throw <laughs> Billy Bob into them, dude. So that was the thing where I didn't think it was going to hurt, and okay. it really, really hurt. Um, did you eat the turnbuckle like George the Animal Steel? I did not. I did not turnbuckle it like George the Animal Steel. One of the first things I started doing, and I think this was probably the most difficult thing. Why for do me we to want do, to scream Bam Bam Bigelow right now? <laughs> probably the most difficult thing for me to do was taking a bump. What's and that? what that is is you're learning how to fall in the ring, and it applies. Right now, some dude's over a mirror like pussy. <laughs> 
So it applies really on a ton of different moves. I mean, when you're body slammed, you're taking that bump. But like the the basics of it is learning how to fall on your back. And you're like, well, how ah. hard how hard can it be to fall? And it's like, well, what you got to do is you squat down and you're like this, and you kick your feet out and you try to land straight on your back as opposed to your butt and your hands because oh. inst- instinct tells you to land on your butt. Like that's what yeah, your body. Yeah, but do tailbones are. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you're gonna get hurt, and it feels yeah. so counterintuitive to just throw yourself back and to land on your back while tucking your chin because you don't want to hit your head or like snap it around or anything like that. So that was like that was the thing where I just felt unnatural. I just felt like I look like I'm like, dude, I'm, am I doing this right? Um, but it was it was exhausting in the sense of I believe it. Hearing about it is exhausting <laughs> in the sense of. You know, over the past probably month, I've been like, all right, dude, if this is going to be happening, I got to get myself in some sort of decent cardiovascular shape. So I've been hitting the treadmill pretty pretty recently. That, that's a good that's a good plan. But it's so different. I mean, I can put forth you know a mile plus on the treadmill and feel pretty good getting off of it. This is so like intense. That's for, good for you. Good. Intense for forty five seconds. You know what I mean? And then it's like wow. you're just gasping, dude. Well, that's what you should do. And actually, dude, a lot of trainers will tell you that 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 like great. You ran five miles on a treadmill. That's awesome. Really, what you should do is run as fast as you possibly can. 45 seconds, rest 10. 45, rest 10. I mean, that's actually a great way to work out. I mean, I was just, just, there was just multiple times last night where, you know, I mean, these dudes all are obviously trained, and I'm just like, (gasps) and they're like, dude, it's fine. Like, you, this is your first day. Like, we were all in the same boat that you were in right there. But, you know, you got Gino, the Italian icon, DiCapo over there, the, the, the meatball guy. And, dude, he's like, he's just running these ropes and doing these things. And I'm looking at him like, son of a bitch. How are you so much better at me than this? At any point, were you lifted up over somebody's head? Uh, no, I did not take, I did not take. Any any moves yesterday? Okay, I did give moves yesterday. Did you did you pick somebody up? Well, over your I, head? I I learned to I learned to um to square up like you know that's the both grappling. guys yeah okay. both guys are grappling there and then I learned a couple of moves out of that like um there's like the the, the pull and shove there's a um I learned how to do a hip toss yesterday really learned how to do a stone cold stunner yesterday that was pretty awesome dude I'm not gonna lie about that one all right here's what I want. Because there's going to be more of these. Oh, yeah. I want more documentation of this. Tuesdays and Thursdays. There's some video of last night. Is there? There is some video of last night. I'll see you. I'll, 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 see, I'll see, you know, if we can get that. But certainly as we move forward with this. And yeah, I want more documentation. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, dude, last night, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, OCW heavyweight champion and head trainer at Spinebuster University. Uh, the show, Robbie Superstar, was like, dude, when's Stansberry coming? When's he coming? When is Stansberry coming? And I was like, dude. You know what? I'll ask him tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we took this steel wire and then duct taped it. Bring your fat ass up here. We're gonna throw you into it. No, the answer is no. Do you have bruises on? Like, are, is there um, stuff? Yeah, you can see bruises like on my one rash? shoulder. Yeah, you can see some up there on my oh, leg. Yeah, you can, on yeah. my leg from the rope and on my side from the rope. Is that you right? can see, like, I mean, there's two bruise lines for sure, dude. How's my, the girlfriend taking oh this? Oh my, not well, dude. Not. Well. I was gonna say, not dude, well. I can't see Meg's loving this. She was. I mean, when I came home last night, and I, you know, I, dude, I'm sweating my ass off. I took my shirt off, and she's like, "Who hurt you?" And I'm like, "Chuck the Truck Morris hurt me. Who do you think hurt me?" Electric Jake Ely hurt me. Who do you think hurt me? 
So give him more money for Spinebuster you, honey. That's what he needs. That'll lead him to the promised land. 34 years old, never accomplished any goddamn thing in his life. But a suplex is going to lead him to the promised land. Floor Stansberry Show and great news for nerds. Yeah, July 20th, Buzzbin, uh, Fantone Russells. Yeah, dude, people got to go see that. It's going to sell out. I know it is. Get your tickets soon. OC rest, OCWrestling.net. I can't believe I'm helping this thing. <laughs> I cannot believe that's happening. More Stansberry Show and a reason for nerds to rejoice next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll pass out those incarceration tickets. Yesterday, Fantone, I posted this... Um, you know, these new memes are pretty popular where it's like you, you, you ask people to make you pick between this or that mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I like doing some of that stuff sometimes in the afternoon when I'm bored, interacting with the audience and that kind of thing. It's like, you know, let's, let's you know, that, you know, I'll, you know, they'll ask, I'll answer that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of like doing that. And so it was uh, pick between two movies. So, you, you know, y- you offer up two movies and I got to pick between the two. And I was interested to get your take on one of them because the one guy posed this question I was like you know what screw you I, I was like I, I, I'm not picking between those two and I'm very interested to get your take because you are a bigger Quentin Tarantino fan than I am I okay. enjoy him but but you are a huge Tarantino fan I am so I'm interested to find out your take on this which is the better of the two movies Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction definitely got a lot of credit for being what it was and it was an iconic film like there's no question about it. it 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 captured that moment in time really well one of my favorite see what but one of my favorite things about that movie is you watch it and i remember sitting in the theater thinking what year is this supposed to be oh yeah oh yeah and i still don't know um i think one of the things about that movie too is it's much like much like much like fight club it's the more you watch it the more you see of it Layered. the more like oh okay i get this now the fact that it runs out of order so much i think kind of led to confusion for me the first time i saw it and i mean first time i saw it, i was like 12 13 years old so a lot of it was over my head at that point um and it's definitely one of my favorite movies but with all that being said i mean reservoir dogs dude honestly that's the movie i think of all the quentin tarantino movies that's probably the best i love wow, kill really? bill i love kill bill i love jackie brown dude i Loving Glorious Bastards, like oh, Jackie all, Brown was good. All of, all of his movies, I'm just a huge, huge fan of. But when it comes down to it, when I think like it's certainly from the level of what's the most enjoyable film for somebody who's not a Tarantino fan. If I'm just throwing something on, I think that Reservoir Dogs is the most mainstream, acceptable, therefore probably the best of his offerings. Huh? I have a little bit of a different view. I think Pulp Fiction is the more enjoyable watch, but. You gotta give Reservoir Dogs credit when you think about the fact that there are three sets in that movie. I think maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's all very. It's all actor, right? It's all performance um, based, and that is that is impressive. And and that was that was his really that was his real coming out party there. Like that was oh, when yeah. Quentin Tarantino really became you know a, a mainstream success and was was able to kind of like be Tarantino esque. So I'm giving I'm giving that the nod, even though I love them all. All right, so let's go down to a, to, to another one of these that I was show, that, that I was asked to pick between. I felt this was hard. Fight Club or Seven? I believe do, both David Fincher movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Fincher. I do too. Um, 
I'm probably going to have to go with Fight Club, and I feel like that's the bro-y answer of the two. Um, but there was just something about, it was 99 when that movie came out, so I was 15, and it just resonated with me. Like, everything about it. Um, the book's great. The book the, was great. You know, the, the, the story, I feel like, still holds up really well. 99 was a good year in movies. Yeah, um, it was. But but I, I, I'm, I'm going with Fight Club. What's your, what's your I, take? So... This is tough for me because I believe I've just seen Fight Club so many times that I recognize it's great. And I remember seeing it in the theater, walking out and thinking to myself, like, wow, movies are going to be different for a little while. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, whoa. Like, that was, that was like something else. But I, now, now Netflix didn't have Fight Club because I, 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 I went to go like start a movie last night after right. doing this all day with people, but they did have seven. So I actually watched seven last night. And I forgot how good that movie is. Great movie. Like, that movie is really, really good. And I think that there are things, because I've seen Fight Club so many times, that I would, like, be guilty of skipping through, much like Pulp Fiction. Like, um, you could, you could get me to fast forward through some of the Bruce Willis girlfriend hotel stuff. Like, I, I, I don't need Bruce Willis's girlfriend in that movie a whole lot. Like, I could be guilty of fast forwarding through that. So I think I'm actually going to go with seven. I mean, do you get, I mean, you get Kevin Spacey, which I know atrocious things have happened and whatever, but do what for very, for, for being in it very little was very, very good. Um, I think people forget that's a huge, I mean, Brad Pitt had been in some big things, but that movie really did kind of like put him out, you know, on another level. I remember when that movie came out, it was like the scariest movie ever. You know, people were like, it's such a like a psychological thriller. And my mom wouldn't let me see it. I eventually saw it over at my buddy's house and I was so like, why couldn't I see this? Like, what the hell? I've seen Freddy Krueger rip people's throats out and you you wouldn't let me watch this. But then you go back on it and you kind of look at it from like an adult perspective. And it's like, well, Well, it's a pretty, it's it's an intense movie. You know what he did? And and it's it's similar but not the same thing. Is he kind of Hitchcocked Seven a little bit? Where they you never saw it. It's just the anticipation of right. what you might see around the corner had you on the edge of your seat. And I thought that that was actually a brilliant way to do that. I'm being asked this question. This one for me is easy, and it's by a mile. Okay. Happy Gilmore or Little Nicky? And Gilmore. I thought, yeah, I thought Little Nicky was a bad movie, like bad movie. Wouldn't Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison be the, be the, the, that, the one? That's and again, that one got I, I got asked that one quite a bit. So where are you on that? Um, both good movies. I'm probably gonna go Billy Madison, really, probably. But dude, that's very much six. It's to because five. The, it's it's because the it's because the guy at the end of the movie is a, a big time wrestler. Yeah, and the other one's about golf. So what the hell am I watching that one for? Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I got good news for nerds here. Uh, you know, keeping with movies they and. Need it. Uh, and 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 you know the TV shows and the like. Apparently, Patrick Stewart is in talks to revive his role and return to Star Trek. They, they say he's pretty close to signing a deal. Um, they say uh, CBS announced uh, the world of Star Trek uh, by announcing plans to expand the television franchise. Um, under the eye of Star Trek Discovery. I can't keep Star Trek straight. I've never been a fan of it. I'm not knocking it. I've just never been a fan. I've seen a couple of the movies. Um, I've gone back and I tried to watch the original series, but it's one of those things where it's like now it's like, dude, something from the mid 60s probably isn't going to hold up all that well. And it really doesn't for me, especially if you don't have a relationship with it. That's just it. If you already do, then you can see that. You know what I mean? You can see the romantic side of it and this and that and like, you know, be pulled into it. But if you're just like trying to come to it now, it makes absolutely no sense. I, um, 
I've seen the recent movies, and I guess as a kid, I saw some of the like the older movies. For not having a fan, for not being a fan of like the source material, I actually thought the newer movies were actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, I mean, they weren't like I don't oh my know God. if they're good or not for Star Trek fans, but for me, they were all right. Yeah, they were they were they were worth watching. Um, how old is Patrick Stewart? He has to be as old as seventy seven. I mean, I feel like that guy has been old my entire life, like the entire time that I've been alive. That dude's been old in. I mean, seventy-seven. You're hitching your uh, you're hitching your your, your your wagon to an aging star, right there, no doubt. Yeah, they say um, he had been rather dismissive about returning. Um, however, they say later reports of Quentin Tarantino's of all people Star Trek project is what got him got him to be interested in this a little bit. I didn't know Tarantino was going to be linked to this at all. I didn't know either. That's interesting. It's interesting. Tarantino's a weird dude. Pretty strange guy. He's got a, some things, you know, pretty questionable things in his history. But again, he's an artist, and that kind of goes. I keep telling people that kind of goes along with that. But you cannot deny his artistic ability and what he's been able to do with a camera. The only thing I'm going to say about it is, is that he's so stuck in his own ways. I don't know if that's going to translate into a franchise like Star Wars very well, where it's like Star Trek. You mean? Yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Trek. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Where? I, I, you, you, what are you, you may what, be right. What are you? What are you? What are you going to do? Is Michael Madsen going to be in it? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. No. But that's one of the things I love about Tarantino is like, dude, if he likes you, you're in a you're movie. In. You're no in. matter how big the movie, you're in. He believes in his people. I do really respect that. But yeah, you're right. I mean. Tarantino's a thoroughbred man. You got to let him run. And like those paint by numbers franchises, dude, they want you inside those parameters. I, I, I can't, I got to wonder how that will come out. But I would imagine for Star Trek fans, nerds. I just feel bad for him because it's like I. That's why I've tried to watch it a thousand times because Star Wars fans are the same way. No, you just don't get it. If you watch this and you see this, it's Carbonite and he's frozen. And it's like we're so passionate that I've wanted to try to meet Star Trek fans in the middle, but every time I try, it just it just falls flat on me. Just give him a wedgie, dude. You've got a wrestling fan and a Star Wars fan calling you nerds. Star Trek fans, it's time to reevaluate. And probably move. And probably move. Magic Johnson may have tipped the hand on where LeBron James is going. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest-growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. They feature the hardest-hitting action. They've got local fights. They've got professional fights. They've got chick fights. They've got dude fights, man, and it all goes down right in front of you. Now, listen, here's the deal. VIP tickets still available. All you have to do is get yourself hooked up, and you can do that at HonorFightingChampionship.com. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, We'll pass out those incarceration tickets. That show July 13th through the 15th. Mansfield, we'll get you hooked up with that. So I saw this, and... Uh, I don't know if it's a telltale sign or not. Some people think so. Um, I don't really know. But Magic Johnson has had some interesting things to say, not necessarily about free agency, but uh, what his role in it is and like how long he's giving himself to get this whole thing done with the Lakers. And I think it's interesting. should be pointed out that Vegas yesterday had it as a lock, LeBron James to the L.A. Lakers. Not that Vegas always gets it right. Uh, um, Off the top of my head, they did blow that Denver Super Bowl where Seattle blew them out. Vegas blew that line. I mean, they blew it like crazy. Um, So they don't always get it right. 
But more often than not, they're normally in the ballpark. And if you don't think those casinos and those in those you know sports books have guys on the inside and are paying people for information, I think you're naive. And so I think it's probably likely that L.A. is at least in serious consideration for what he's thinking about doing. We don't know what he's going to do. I have said he's going to leave. I don't know. I know the Houston Rockets said yesterday, I believe it was, we're going all in. We want LeBron. We're going all in. Now, James Harden came back out and said, look, I think we're pretty good with what we got. And there are people who agree because they feel like if had they had Chris Paul deep in that series against the Warriors, that you beat the Warriors. I think there were a lot of teams last year who felt like you could maybe beat the Warriors. And honestly, I know this sounds crazy to say because it was a sweep, but both games one and three, the Cavs had real opportunities to, to win. win those games. Yeah, they did. They just didn't. They and didn't. I know it's a it's a win loss league, just like anything else. But like, there is a little bit of they're gettable. Uh, yeah, I mean, more so than what is told via like uh, like media shows and like this and right. that. How strong the dynasty is. They are more gettable, and I believe they will continue to get that way. The deep you run into this success it's like you know that's why they call gout the king's disease it's because you can't dude guys were only getting it back in the day when you had the food right. when, when everybody was starving to death in the stalls no you know wasn't I mean? that problem. wasn't happening but when you were the guy one the one guy with grapes sure enough there you could get it and i think that's what's going to happen i think you'll see a little resting maybe down the road with the warriors you may see a guy leave after next season something things like that i think they're going to be more gettable but magic johnson has come out and said basically this i'll paraphrase and I'm pulling this from Yahoo.com. He's given himself this offseason and next offseason. And if L.A. can't land stars, he's out. He says, Genie Bus won't have to fire me. I'll step down. Now, that is what they brought Magic Johnson in to do, yeah. is to be the guy in the room that helps land the star. And it is a little head-scratchy that one of the marquee franchises in the association does not have, like, the guy. I think a part of the problem is is the final years of Kobe Bryant and uh, the, oh, commitment, the, the commitment that they made to him. And there's a part of me that's like, well, dude, from a basketball perspective, you should have known better. But there's also a part of me that's like, dude, that was your guy. From a you, selling tickets franchise, you know, from our standpoint, sorry. And just a little bit of, like, honor. Like, And I know that that's not something that necessarily teams or, or brands or, or corporations think about. But, like, dude, that guy, well, did, did. that guy did so much for you. I can't fall you five titles I, I can't I can't fault you for giving him what he wanted I, I respect that in a way it's it's it was not the smartest thing for your franchise's future but it is it was a cool thing to do yeah and I understand wanting to do right by Kobe Bryant he gave you five championships. I, I could have maybe been lulled into that decision that probably wasn't so smart out yeah. of like you know what I kind of owe this to Kobe yeah I could see that absolutely so I think what this is magic what Magic Johnson is saying here is guys I've got stars on on the hook. This is happening. I don't believe Magic puts himself on an egg timer like this unless he feels confident about this. Now what I will say is is that if you've got a nod nod wink wink deal with LeBron James, I think going out here and saying things like this could maybe um start to set fire to the bridge that you have to LeBron James. He wants to announce it the way he wants to announce it. I believe he's oh, yeah. actually come out and said that w- what he's going to do, right? And that whole thing. So, like, if you start tipping your hat to this, I think you could ruin this for yourself. Yes. The thing that kind of makes me question whether he has something lined up or not is he said two years. And... Uh, that's giving yourself a buffer zone knowing that you could swing a miss this year. Well, I also think it's 
just in case LeBron signs a one-year deal with the Cavs and we have to go get him next year, I'm giving myself next year. But I will say, it's odd that L.A. doesn't have a star player. Like, it's odd. And if you're the NBA and you're the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, you want a star player on the Lakers franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a premier franchise that you're going to want to have the spotlight on whenever you possibly can. Huge market. So, so for, them, for so them to be floundering in obscurity, I mean, no, you do not want that. Um, I just don't, I just... I mean, and I know everyone's like, well, this is this is the place he's going to go and it's going to happen. I just don't see it. I, I, I understand the the well, you know, it's a big name and it's a big market and it's a big franchise. And you think all those things add up together. But even with Paul George, you don't have enough to win the West. You don't like I'm sorry, but like there's just going to have to be a lot of other movement before I can look at the Lakers with LeBron James, Paul George, Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, Julius Randle or whatever that guy's name is. I can't look at that team and say like, well, there, there well, it is. I would agree with that statement. However, I think Lonzo Ball gets moved. I think that does get moved. And I think you probably get some pieces back. You know, I mean, but you don't, I don't know what they're going to be. Exactly. Are they good you, enough? I don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't get a team put together well enough to to be like, well, that's it. Maybe you get a team that's like, well, hey, you can contend for third, but like, you don't get a team that's going to definitively be the team in the West. So I, I go back to why, why, what why is it? go? Why go? Because if you lose in the West, if you lose, if you make this move and you go out West and you get crushed in the first round or the second round, dude, those are huge legacy points against you. Uh, yes and no, I think. I, I, I And it's going to be one of those things where it's unfortunate now because your legacy is not only written by people who are sports journalists or went to school for this and trained for this, it's now your legacies are now written by morons on Twitter. And so you're right on that. That if he does do, if he goes there and goes there, that, that the no nothings are going to crush him. I even However, think- I think people will, re- I think there's, there's another angle to this where it's like, dude, if you stay in Cleveland and you lose again, it's like, bro, you've seen this movie. And you're supposed to be the smartest player in the association, and you haven't figured out you can't win there yet? But it's safe there. That's the thing, is that it's a safe landing place. If they don't win, there is still the, hey, I won it in 2016 for you guys, Mm -hmm. and hey... uh, what was I supposed to do, dude? Sorry, it's Cleveland. I committed to my wife. I'm sticking with her even if she got fat. I, I I think you're making it about one franchise's fan base versus the association's fan base. And I think... There are people who are going to respect him if he's like, you know what? I'm going warrior hunting. I got to go. I got to go to another team. Let's get three guys. Let's put it together. We'll make it happen. Kawhi wants out of you know San Antonio. I'll figure out a way to get that done. It'll be me, him, and Paul George. We'll figure it out, and we'll and we'll go take care of this problem. The Lakers don't give you the best option to go warrior hunting. That's, what, get, what does? The Cavs, you, you if, think? No, if you went to Houston or Philly, those are the teams where you could realistically do something. I agree with but that. But Houston's road to, to LeBron James is very, very tough to do. Essentially, what LeBron would have to do is become a free agent on Friday, um, and then he would have to facilitate a sign and trade with the Rockets because of their salary cap issues if they want to keep Chris Paul, James Harden, and LeBron James. They were So it's not just going to be as easy as like, well, this is the team I'm going to. I, I agree, and I've said this for a while. I have said from the beginning I believe he's a Houston Rocket. 
I have wavered in that recently because it doesn't look like he's leaning that way at all. Then we heard the report from Cleveland.com. The woman had said, look, he doesn't really care for Houston as a city. probably doesn't want to live there. And that whole thing. Now, I kind of dismiss stuff like that. I think guys for the right situation will live in cities that they don't feel like are ideal. I've known radio guys who are like, ah, dude, the job's good. I don't really like the city, but I'm going for the job. People do this professionally all the time. I don't think it's that different for an NBA player. But... I have said that I believe there's a way for him to go to Houston and for them maybe to go, you know what? Maybe we move off James Harden. Maybe we do. If it, if it means, this is what I know. If an NBA GM feels like they can get LeBron James and what you have to give up is James Harden to do it, you are willing to sacrifice James Harden for LeBron James. Got him locked up for the next four years, though. If you're the Houston Rockets, why am I sacrificing? LeBron's not coming in and signing a four year deal. That, now that is, that's a good argument against I, it. I, I, but, it's not, you know, it just, if think, you're Daryl Morey, do you trade that for a title? I think maybe you do. I, I, now, again, they were close to beating Golden State with, without bringing LeBron there. So maybe you're sitting there thinking, dude, if Chris Paul's healthy, but that's a big if with Chris Paul. And I think that that's why you want LeBron James in Houston if you're Houston. is because now LeBron's shown. I can play all 82. People knock me for not doing it. Fine, I'm going to play all 82. Where if you get LeBron down there, you can win a ton of games and maybe Chris doesn't have to play every night. And then maybe you save a little gas in the tank for him and then he's ready for the playoffs and then you make the push. And LeBron knows how to rotate guys in and out. He knows how to do that. I think Houston's still in play. It's probably the Los Angeles Lakers. This whole thing with like, if you support this guy, you can't eat in this restaurant and this whole thing, it is getting to be a mess. You won't believe what was going on outside the Redhead restaurant in Virginia yesterday. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. 8.30, we have a piece of audio from Jerry Seinfeld. I think he's nuts, so we'll uh, play that for you. But we'll pass out those incarceration tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I'm starting not to be able to recognize politics and the way we discuss them. Okay. And... Every day I say this, that it's like, dude, the president is polarizing in a way that I've never seen anything else. Like, I'll give you an example. And actually, Fantone gave me this example this morning. Okay. And I'm not trying to make light of this. Okay. But once upon a time, we had a listener of this show who no longer listens because he doesn't respect our opinion politically. And that's fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not going to knock that. Whatever. You make decisions for your life. That's fine. But he used to come to us and would be in like our, like, DMs saying, I'm having suicidal thoughts. You need to help me. How do I do this? And we would both reach out and be like, dude, you need to speak to like a professional. We're not really those guys for that. I can tell you I've struggled with this a little bit, but you know what I mean? And I can relate some things to you, but I don't know. But like, so like he would come to us for that kind of help. And then the one day, I think Fantone said something about Trump that like had happened that day. This is like a year ago. Yeah. And he was like, sent us this big, long message. It was like, I'm out, never listening to you again. So it went from, yo, I'm suicidal, please help me, to you badmouth the president, I'm, so I'm done with you. That's crazy. I, I, crazy. And let's be real. I mean, it's not like you and I have ever, ever, ever turned this into a, yo, Trump sucks, yo, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, the worst person ever, blah, blah, blah. We, we do it. I make a conscious effort every day not to go too far with Well, this. not only that, but there are a lot of people who email me and go, dude, why are you looking to excuse some of the things this guy does? You're always looking to give them an out. And yet, they, so, it's so funny with me because people want to paint me as on one side or the other because of what they perceive me to be saying versus what I actually said. But I'm just not recognizing our country anymore and I'm not recognizing adults anymore.
Okay. We saw that, right? I mean, okay. we saw this the other day in Virginia, right? Where the press secretary, Sarah Sanders, decided she wanted to go out to eat to a restaurant, which, of course, anybody should be able to do. Yeah. Now, she went to a uh, a private, like, you know, um, you know, business. Well, it's public business, but you know what I mean. It's privately owned. And um, she was turned away by the owner. Said, look, I don't agree with the person you work for. We don't want to serve you. You're out. Now, I believe a business should be able to run the way a business wants to run. If you want to do that, do it. Although, I would not. Can I, as a business owner, say, well, you work for one of my competitors, therefore I do not want you to be here. Like, you work for another restaurant, therefore you cannot come eat here? Yes. I, I, now, I wouldn't do it that way. I don't want you to do it that way. But, but you should, be, should able to. be able to. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I can tell you, as a cop, I don't like cops. You can't come into my restaurant. I think it's going to hurt your business long term. I don't think it's an effective way to turn a profit. But if that's who you want to be and you want to risk your bottom line for to to, okay. to die on that hill, okay. you have the right to be stupid in America. Okay, right. Okay, uh, that, that's kind of how I look at that. I would not do it this way. But this woman, you know, or this woman, or this man and woman, whoever the the owners of this restaurant, they they turned Sarah Sanders and her party away. I believe it was like eight people or whatever it was. So now. A guy who feels like as if Sarah Sanders had been wronged showed up and threw an excuse how I have to say this because I'm not allowed to speak the way you all speak in, in uh, on the radio because God forbid your virgin ears hear the hear the S word. S word. So, so sh- this guy apparently was throwing and compiling and putting it out in fr- chicken dung, which sounds so much dumber. <laughs> it sounds so much dumber. Chicken doo-doo. Yeah. Duty. <laughs> okay. I feel like All I'm right. eight. I feel like I'm eight years old in here right. because of the fake morality this country has over swear words, which is ridiculous. But the guy was like throwing this at the restaurant, leaving piles of it in front of the restaurant, and he has, of course, been arrested. Like this is what we're doing now. And I know Maxine Waters is now like going out there telling people, no, if you oppose people, man, you show up and you tell them you're not gonna, you're not gonna let them in your businesses. You're not going to do this. We're gonna react in kind and everybody's favorite hot button word right now. What was civility? That's the new one. That that that's oh. the new word. The PR firms oh. went sure, made sure they tested and made sure it was going to work right and strike at the nerve of you. And now everybody's just gonna say civility is what we're fighting for now. And this is how we get it. You you can't just say civility. You have to scream it in somebody's face. Oh, Stansberry. That's the letters. that's oh. that's how you get civility oh. across. Is you get in their face and you start screaming. I'm not recognizing adults in this country anymore. And I feel like Jason Whitlock had some had a really good piece of insight into this. And he said what he thinks is happening here, and, and, and I don't want to totally paraphrase, so excuse me as I'm searching for his Twitter timeline. I'm going to try to find this. Okay, here it is. And I think he kind of nailed this. Jason Whitlock, you can find on FS1. He hosts a show called Speak for Yourself. It says, we're turning our republic, democracy, into Twitter. We're just trolling people we disagree with and organizing outrage, outrage mobs to bully them. This is really sad. Love is the only answer. And I kind of agree with him. I think that is kind of what's happening. I do believe that because of the way you can act on Twitter is skewing how people feel as if they can act online. Now, I do think the opposite side of that coin is also true a little. Meaning, this has been going on forever, and these social media timelines just are showing us maybe what's been happening Just exposing it more. I think a guy would have thrown chicken poop at a restaurant. Poop! Would have thrown it at the restaurant back in the day had he read about this in the newspaper, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I don't think that's necessarily debatable that a guy would have done that. The question is, I think numbers are increased because of social media. Yeah, I was going to yes. say the question is, has it has it compounded because of 
we all feel like that's acceptable behavior Absolutely now because we've seen has. it a million times. We've seen it from positions of power where it's like, no, this is acceptable on both sides here. I mean, Maxine Waters, you got you yes. know saying saying, dude, scream at these people, and then you got Donald Trump saying, you know, knock them out. I'll pay for your legal bills. Yeah, that's not good. So, so, so you've got both sides here essentially saying like civility, 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 but throwing it out the window. So yeah, I think you embolden people who might have thought like, dude, I should go do something about this. Now all of a sudden that action seems justified. That action seems acceptable. Like I'm going to go throw this poop now. I, what I find, poop. <laughs> it's, it, it really is strange. You know what it almost feels like? This feels like parents who tell their kids not to smoke weed, and then when you think your kids are asleep, you smoke a joint in your bedroom as if it's not wafting through their vents and they can smell it in their bedroom. I learned it from watching you, this is exa- That's exactly what this is. Do as I say, not as I do, and that's not going to work. You do lead by example. One of the uh, one of the things that I've noticed in the past, really since the last presidential election, and I, I think I kind of noticed it in the beginning of that, and I think as the past two years have kind of gone through, I've I've really been bolstered in my belief of it. Is like, dude, I can remember. Me and my dad just arguing about politics and like what the way things are supposed now, to be. Now he leans more conservative. Oh, one hundred percent, dude, one hundred percent. Him and my brother are both very different from me in this aspect. And like, I can remember the arguments that he made. And they're nothing like the arguments being made today. Not even comparable. Well, that's true on both sides. Too. N- not even, not even comparable. Well, sure, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Okay, all I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying the dynamic of this conversation Has is so swapped. so different. Yeah. And I'm not saying like me and my dad are like at a button heads head with each other now. But it's like what was like a discussion of of of. What I felt like were issues, you know, 20 years ago, has now just turned into like we said, screaming at each other about. Chicken poop and where people go out to eat and like. And again, this is where I'm going to demonize technology and social media a little bit. Aaron Sorkin is a guy who writes movies, TV shows, and the thing. And he once famously said, and I thought it was brilliant, that everybody has a right to their voice and opinion. Not everybody has earned a right to a microphone. And the internet has given everybody a microphone. And that that's not okay. And that that is part of the reason why we are here. And I don't think that that can be denied any longer. I really don't think it can. There are certain there are certain people who are not equipped to be parents. True or false? True. Okay. Well, then I think the same thing is true. I think that there are people who are not equipped to be able to, to give their opinion on serious issues day in and day out. And yet we allow it. Yes, it is an American ideal that you have the right to your opinion, right to voice. Yes, I'm not arguing that. But now everybody has to retweet it, see it, favorite it, star it, whatever, and it's all out there now. And I don't – here's the thing. Yes, it's an American ideal. Yes, you should have it. But much like I was saying yesterday, dude, freedom brings on negative things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to deal with some of the mess there. I I think that – and I don't like when this argument is made, so I'm not going to allow it to be made with the First Amendment. I don't like when this argument's made with the Second Amendment. When people are like, well, they just had muskets back in the day, so that's how they wrote the Constitution and blah, blah, blah. Well, they just had the written word back in the day. They didn't know Twitter was coming down the pipeline, but we still... We, those those rights apply to us as Americans today just as much as they did 250 years ago. So I, just because it's on Twitter, I can't necessarily say that you're not qualified to give your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. Well, I mean, qualified. All right, fine. I, you know, qualified's a weird word. Um, 
We put too much stock in it now. We take everything everyone says and believes it. Uh, 30 years ago, if somebody was screaming on the street corner, you'd be like, look they at that nuts. nut job over there. They were and nuts. now it's like, oh, I don't know. Well, not only that, 30, you know, at, at the onset of the internet, if you told people you were on there talking to other people, you were considered to be a nutcase. Like a loon. You are a nutcase. Like the, the internet started, you wouldn't even use your real name on it. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember and not, that. And, not, and dude, now, now we have turned the diary into something that went from under in between your mattress to now you want everybody to read it. And I think it's, I, I think it's leading to this kind of stuff. It's bad. It's just not good. And I'm not recognizing what's happening. And if you think you're getting stuff moved and changed by encouraging people to show up and scream at people and things like that, it's nuts. You're nuts. One of the things I um I've I've I really in the past year since I've uh you know moved into this n- new house that I'm living in or whatever I've really been like dude you got to read you got to start reading more like reading books not just reading stuff online and I read this collection of MLK speeches not too long ago and one of the things that he kept hitting and kept talking about especially towards the end of his life was there's going to have to be a reconciliation here. Like, the civil rights era is going to end, and these people are still going to be our neighbors. We have to start figuring out, like, how do we build from what this is into what that's going to be? It's a great point. That concept's gone, Because dude. it's not gone. like it's not like we're waiting for the argument to be won, and then the people who lost get on boats and go. Like, he's still going to be here. No, he's absolutely right. It's like, this is this is one of those things where we're, we have to try to figure out how we're all going to get along and move along the line. I'm, I'm reading now from Twitter. This this this, this sums up Twitter perfectly. Here it is. Yeah, the red hen's screwed. They're selling twenty six dollar pork chops, and they just pissed off people who can afford it. There are restaurants in Cleveland and Canton charging thirty dollars for plates of food, and they're selling them out the thing. If you don't think a restaurant in Virginia, the the, the, the political beltway, you know how do you know how many three hundred thousand dollar and like year lawyers there are in Virginia and D.C.? The red hen is going to be perfectly. Be okay. Oh my god, dude. Some stuff is just hilarious. Incarceration tickets up for grabs. That show July 13th through the 15th. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban are going to fix your relationship. Okay. We'll find out how next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from The Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. They feature the heart. Rock 106.9. The Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 830. We'll pass out those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll also have a piece of audio from Jerry Seinfeld you're not going to want to miss. We'll uh, do both those things around 830. Now, however, uh, relationship advice from the celebs. Okay. Because they know everything. They do know everything. Do look at all the successful, you know, celebrity marriages that have lasted forever. A lot of them. So Keith Urban. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman have been married. I think it's like 13 years or something like that. Yeah. Long time. And Nicole Kidman says this is the reason why they've been able to last. She uh, she has boiled it down to one thing. Now I'm sure there's a you know a couple of things that go into it, but she says this is key. And I don't know if I believe it or not. I'm leaning towards no. But Nicole Kidman's making the claim that her and Keith Urban have never texted, that they only do calls. She says we do voice to voice or skin to skin. That's the only way we do it. That they do not text. That if they're going to be away from one another, that they speak on the phone. Now, here's what I'll say. I don't believe that, but I do believe that 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 relationships would be better off if it were done that way. 
and that I believe that the over-communication throughout the day is ruining relationships okay. now. That the little bit of that build-up, I'm going to go home, I will sit at the dinner table, somebody's going to tell me about their day. You now know everything that happens in real time, and I think that that is hurting relationships. On some level, I, th- I think it does. Yeah, I, I understand that, where it's like, what are you going to talk about when you get home? Because you've already said everything to said each other. Um, I agree. I guess maybe not over-dependence on text messages or like social media to c- communicate with your with your significant other, but I, I don't necessarily agree with, like, dude, Never you, can, doing can, it. you can't text your girlfriend. I don't think it's practical to say we're going to stop texting altogether, but a concerted effort to be like, you know what, let's put more calls in here and, and, and reduce how much we're texting, I think is a great idea. I also think that this goes past your relationship with your partner, and I think this is actually more important with your kids. When I thought about this, I was like, ah, okay. not necessarily in my relationship, but if I were to have children, the amount of times I had to call to my mom's house, my dad's house, to report in about where I was, and my parents would hear things in the background and say, Daniel, if this were true, I wouldn't be hearing Billy in the background screaming this. Jeez. Now your kid just texts and says, yeah, I'm here, and you go, okay, thanks for the heads up. But do you really know that? Now, you, were, you weren't going to always really be able to know it with the phone call either, but I had been busted plenty of times by an idiot, one of my idiot friends in the background not being able to hold his cool while I was on the phone with my mom, and I think that that's important, and I think, honestly, you should be moving to a more conversation versus typing relationship with everyone. Yeah, and even if it's not necessarily, hey, I'm trying to bust my kids for doing wrong here, it's building that communication. It's 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 making it, you know, so that you are, what do I want to say? Someone your kid trusts and someone your kid can talk to and someone like they can feel that. Where well, it's, not only that, but my parents aren't dumb. They're not easy to dupe. They're on me. They right, want to know stuff. Right. And I can't just get away with whatever I want, which ultimately at the end of the day will make them, without them even realizing it, feel like, oh my God, somebody actually really does care about me. So the LeBron numbers are through the roof. You won't believe what the employment statistics are when he plays in Cleveland. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning. I reach for my glasses. And all of a sudden, I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Yeah, we're going to give you these Honor Friday Championship tickets here at 830, but I got to do this. Okay. Dude, these people are now on me about, dude, mark my words, the Red Hand's going to close in a year. No way. Sandsbury, it's so far outside of the belt, we don't understand. It's 190 miles outside of D.C. Right. There's a reason why Sarah Sanders, a person of notoriety and extreme personal wealth, went to the Red Hen in the first place. You know why? Because it's good. It's kind of one of the places to be. This is the other thing. It's like people want to tell me there are more Trump supporters than, than you want to admit. Yeah. You know where you heard that the first time? It was from me during the election cycle when I was the one saying that. Now everybody else wants to say it. The Red Hen's going to be fine. Here's why. Trump lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. There are more than enough people who don't like the guy who have enough money for a $26 pork chop. There's a restaurant walking distance from my house that's got a $30 plate of pasta. $30 for noodles, meatballs, and sauce. $30. And they're open six, six, seven days a week. The Red Hen's going to be fine. Is is the... 
Good God. Is, is Good the, Christ. Is the cost per plate really the thing that people are getting hung up on here? That like $25, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a nice dinner, but like it's not like, that's not even like rich people dinner. Like that's dinner. that's just like middle class, hey, I'm taking my wife out meal. That's that, not. It's less than the average plate at Bender's. Yeah. 25 bucks. Okay. Right. Walking distance from my apartment. They get it. They've been there a hundred plus years or whatever it's been. The, it's, it's, she's going to be fine. You guys got to remember, he lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. Plenty of people disagree with the guy. I, I, no, look, I'm not looking to hate on him. I'm just saying, if you think because they turned Sarah Sanders away that she's not going to be, this woman's not going to be able to turn her profit, you're crazy. I'm willing to bet her reservation book is booked for six months, maybe nine right now. As a matter of fact, there was a three-hour wait outside the restaurant the other night. I mean, I mean... She hit. knew this was going to happen. That's why she did it. It's because she knew she was going to be busier than she's ever been by doing it. I mean, the play Hamilton is sold out across the country, and Fair I point. think that was very much like, well, nobody's ever going to go see that because I told Mike Pence as a D. Right, right. As a matter of fact, yeah, my sister-in-law and my niece went in Vegas. They said it was absolutely great. Hard to get tickets to. Yeah, and I was going to say those are more expensive than $25 a ticket. There you go. Yeah, true. I, dude, this is it's just one of these things. I'm not looking to knock anybody. I'm really, really not. But it's one of these things where do we all want to be right about this thing we think and we present it as fact. And it's like, dude, you just got to you just got to think for a couple of minutes. There's a reason why she went out and did it because she knew there was enough. people. That, that's, that's what polarizing is, by the way. It's meaning that there's enough people on both sides of this thing to support that side of thinking. She knows there's more than enough people in that area that can support her and will support her. And if you don't think people are going to drive 200 miles out of their way to give her money right now, you're crazy. Now, will that sustain five years down the road? No. From now? No. That way, and the food's going to have to be good. But there's a reason why people of notoriety and extreme wealth were going in the first place. No, It's not going to last five years down the road, but neither will your outrage. Neither will the fact that you're offended here. Or your memory of what has happened. Man. I hope you're not offended. I hope you guys aren't outraged. I hope not. I hope you don't need a safe space. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Good Christ. Good Lord. All right. It turns out the LeBron James impact of downtown is massive. Okay. Massive. And I know people who own restaurants near the queue. I know waiters and waitresses, plenty of bartenders who all work in those places, and they're all sitting there, fingers crossed, this guy doesn't leave. There's a reason why those restaurants got super swanky right downtown Cleveland. You think it's because Cleveland's on the mend? You, you can believe all those Cleveland.com articles you want. It's because of LeBron goddamn James. Yeah, but there's a script that says Cleveland, and you can take a picture in front of it. That's why everything's going well. All of that Cleveland pride, all of it, is stemmed from the fact that you got a little bit of a winner here. I've been screaming this for 15, 20 years about the Browns. That there's a reason why Pittsburgh isn't considered to be a crap city, and it's because they win. Pittsburgh is Cleveland, same exact city. Yeah. They would be a laughing stock. They would be people would talk to you about how nobody wants to play in Pittsburgh. You'd be hearing all of it, except for the fact that there's a winning tradition there with the hockey team, with the football team. I don't know much about the baseball team, but whatever. The football team and the hockey team have deep roots in winning tradition. That's what does this stuff. Pittsburgh would be a laughing stock if it wasn't for that. And that the LeBron's what's doing is you think Sawyer, Jonathan Sawyer opens all those restaurants down downtown Cleveland, if LeBron's not there, no. There'd be tumbleweeds going through there, and that's why everybody's freaking out right now. It turns out, dude, he boosted employment near the queue by 20%. Imagine being a human being with that kind of impact.
imagine. I don't even want that kind of power. No, 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 no. Because obviously, as he walks away from anything, he's going to have to carry a little bit of that with him. Like, For sure. Not guilt, because that's not correct. And by no stretch of the imagination do I want LeBron to make his decision based on like, well, dude, there's a this, server, right? right. There's <laughs> this waiter at Mabel's. You know, I don't know if I, I don't want to cost her a job. Um, but yeah, man, that 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 just goes to show you like how heavy the head is when you wear the crown. There's a lot more than just your personal thoughts, your feelings, your wishes when it comes to the decisions you make. This is, it, it's, our job has this a very little bit. It's nowhere near what LeBron has, obviously, and I'm not trying to put myself in that air. Very very comparable to LeBron Sansbury. I mean, we both have had a pretty good Ohio run. But, I, uh, but everybody in this building, some way, somehow, their bottom line is directly connected to what's happening in this room every day. That's the pressure of this. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't think about it like that. When I walk through this hallway, I got to look people in the eyes and think to myself, if I S the bed, they all, I, dude, poor performance in here could lead to other people in the building getting fired. And dude, that's part of the pro, that's part of the thing that weighs on you. And I'm sure he not thinks about it, but I'm sure he's aware of what his, his, his dollar impact is. I don't think the dollar impact is what necessarily is going to keep him around here, no, 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 no. even though I do, I, I do think that it's something that he, he puts into the equation. Um, but you just have to look at it from his perspective of, you know, I genuinely do think he loves this area. And I, I don't know if that necessarily well, means, I, mean, yeah, I, I don't know if that necessarily means like an un, un, unquestionable faith to the Cavaliers, but I do think he loves this area. I think he loves the people of this area. So I do think that somewhere deep down inside, and if it's not just, like I said, it's not just the waitress at Mabel's that he's worried about, but he's worried about that school he's opening. He's worried about like the different foundations that he has that affect this area. I do think stuff like this is going to weigh in on his decision. Oh, I think it'd be unfair to say anything other than that. Yeah, I mean, I I would imagine he's shown us who he is off the court. I mean, he is, he does care about stuff. And he's not just like, ah, whatever's best for me and I'm going to do it. He does care about other people. So, like, I can totally agree with that. And that's honestly the thing. And I've, I guess I've been hitting this for a while. But good guy LeBron is the thing that has me thinking that he's going to stay. It's not because the Cavaliers can pay him more money than anyone else, but that is true. It's not because they can give him the best team versus anyone else because I think he could walk into Philly right now and be on a better team. Um, but it is... This this LeBron, I'm bigger than the game. I, I have more to offer to this world other than just being a prolific basketball player and putting up rings. I think this is the kind of stuff right now that he is weighing out in his mind, and this is that's the main thing. Whether it does or does not happen, that is the main thing tipping the scales towards Cleveland. I think if the relationship with the owner was a little bit better and David Griffin was still the GM, I think your opinion is a lock rumors right now very very loose rumors there may be some sort of movement within the ownership of the Cavaliers but really? I that's dude that's very very unsubstantiated oh, yeah, that group is going to have to sell part of their ownership uh, I, don't, I don't know all the details but that's I've heard I've heard multiple murmurings of it if you yeah I have heard multiple reports of that too there's a company that's interested but apparently they have a stake in one of LeBron's companies they would have to give that up but if you don't think they're going to give that up to be part of oh, ownership of course, and, of course, and that means LeBron stays they're going to give that up in a heartbeat, I, uh, I man, twenty percent boost in employment. Did you see he um, that the Space Jam two trailer is going to be coming out when he makes his decision? Yeah, I saw this. So people go, that means it's L A. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I think he's leaving. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But like, dude, we got to stop the, these insane arguments of. 
You know, he wants other businesses outside of the NBA, so he has to live in Los Angeles. You're a moron. Do you know how many businesses in this country are being run with people like FaceTiming meetings? Most of them, by the way. Most of them all done with people less important than LeBron James. That meeting's going to go down whichever way LeBron James says that meeting's going down. Meaning, if I'm on the plane and we got to FaceTime it to get the meeting done, that's what we're doing. I would think it's fair to say that a vast majority of the richest people in the planet don't live in L.A. You know what I mean? Like, Warren Buffett don't live in L.A. Dude, Jeff Bezos doesn't live in L.A. Bill Gates don't live in L.A. You know what I mean? Like, these guys know we're billionaires. Business comes to us. I I, I can get on a plane and and be there in two hours, guys. Like, this is not, this isn't you and me. Like, well, if I take a new job, of course I'm going to have to move there. It's LeBron James, guys. Come on. Yeah, I've said the same thing about his kids going to St. Vincent, St. Mary. It's a plane ride. It's a plane ride. Dude, the guy's got a plane. He's got a plane. He's, he's, he's okay. got a plane. He's got two houses in L.A., multiple homes here. I mean, dude, the guy, I mean, dude, this, and I said it the other day, remember, when I was like, so all year long, it's these stupid celebrities live in this bubble. They have no idea what it's like to be like a regular American. And then the moment you want this guy to make a decision on emotion, now all of a sudden he's going to make it like, like he's just from Cuyahoga Falls. I mean, guys, come on. He's going to make a decision the way a multi-multi-millionaire is going to make the decision decision. That's the way that's going to go down. Jerry Seinfeld said something pretty interesting. I disagree with half of it, and we're going to play that audio clip after giving you those Honor Fighting Championship tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. We have Honor Fighting Championship tickets. Those will be up for grabs here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. We uh, found out earlier this morning, second break of the show, that Fantone spent some time in Spinebuster University for Ohio Championship Wrestling. Again, that event will be on July the 20th, Buzzbin. And uh, Fantone's going to get in the square circle and wrestle. Big time wrestling. Big time wrestling. It's tough, dude. It's tough. I'm not lying, man. I'm sore as hell this morning. My back hurts. My neck is just, I, I feel like every time I turn it, I'm like, ah. Is that right? Oh, that's not good. Well, a big part of it is is learning how to not snap it back, um, and yeah. that was my problem last night. There was numerous times, I'm like, damn it, you shouldn't be snapping your head like this. Everyone's like, yeah, but it's your first day, dude. You're doing fine, but, Yeah, you those know. concussions you get on the first Tonk. day, no big deal. No big deal. I've had mad concussions, too. I have. Like, really? multiple, multiple concussions. Like high school football and stuff? High school football and hitting my head on stuff because I'm so tall when I was, like, younger and just, like, not paying attention to the world. Dude, I cannot tell you how many times. I was walking out of school one day, and there was a ladder hanging off the back of a van. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Boom! Happened Diagnosed concussions, or you just yeah. feel like, okay, No, really? I mean, especially in football, dude. Yeah, I have multiple yeah. diagnosed concussions. Ugh. Oh, that's not good. And once you get one, they're easier and easier and easier to get. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's what I've heard. Head drama. That's why Brett Favre's out there trying to end uh, tackle <laughs> football for young kids. Actually, we'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow. Jerry Seinfeld, I think, was on, I don't know, some show. And uh, he, he was talking to somebody, like one of those, like, hey, we care about celebrity shows. Okay. And uh, they were talking to him about Roseanne. What's the deal with Roseanne? <laughs> exactly right. And Jerry has an interesting view in this, and I, I understand half of what he said, but he goes a little too far with part of it. Let's take a listen to what Jerry had to say. I think they should get another Roseanne. Yeah. 
I thought you were dead. They got they they brought Dan Connor back. He was dead, right? Right. And they just brought him back. So well, why can't we get another Roseanne? There's other funny women. Okay. So, a I think doing the Connors without Roseanne is dumb. I think ABC is setting themselves up for a huge failure here. I think the people who loved Roseanne and what she was going to do with this show, or at least what they felt like she was going to do with this show, are going to be upset with you for firing her, aren't going to come back and watch the Connors, and the people who were anti-Roseanne are not going to watch the Connors just because you took Roseanne off the show. That's not going to happen. You are in a stalemate here. And in the people who are in the middle... I don't think that Roseanne reboot was funny enough for it to be like, hey, this will stand on its own politics be aside. Perfect storm. So, so you have three losing fronts right there. And he says, let's just get another comedian in there. Now, I understand that desire, but then this conversation happens with Roseanne and replacing her. This is what happens all the time. Get so-and-so from this or get that woman from American Housewife. If you have to say so-and-so from this or that woman, you're not a big enough star to step into this role. And most big stars know I'm not outshining Roseanne in this, so I don't want to do it. Even if you think you could, once again, you're getting into the conversation of you're on three losing fronts right here. Even even if somebody was big enough and somebody was funny enough and somebody did have the credibility to do it, you just can't win here. So there's no way if I'm if I'm one of those women, the Melissa McCarthy's of the world, or even like somebody like Elisa Lampanelli or a you know See, again, notice what we're doing. It not only are you listing funny women. You're listing women who are known to be funny, but also known to be fat funny, which is a very yes. interesting thing. Yeah, we'll do. What are we gonna? What are we gonna do? We're not gonna put Kate Upton up there, right? I mean, you can't. Point taken. That could do that part. You need to get the comic in there. I hate to see a comic lose a job. Jerry Seinfeld speaking out on ABC, giving the green light to a Roseanne spinoff. Enjoy. While the comedian is thrilled to see the Connors return to the small screen, he told ETY star Roseanne Barr shouldn't have been fired after her racist tweets. I didn't see why it was necessary to fire her. Why would you murder someone who's committing suicide? Yeah, that 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 had to be. I I, I don't get I don't get it. Because if, if his point is she's committing suicide, meaning what she tweeted out was awful and the people are going to walk away from her anyway, then that's why ABC fired her. Because they're trying to put the fire out, Jerry. Like, they're trying to get out ahead of this. Like, they're trying to be like, oh my God, this is where we're going to have to go anyway, so let's just go here now. What do you mean you don't see? Like, she was committing exactly right. Meaning, dude, people were going to walk away from the product. Yeah, you, I mean, and this is an obviously, you know, a metaphorical suicide we're talking about here. You don't want suicide on TV. You know what I'm saying? If this woman's really going to kill her own career right here by doing stuff like this, why, why would I, I why, right, why am I letting you bring it down, bring, bring me down with you? That's a fair point. Why would you murder someone who's committing suicide? Yeah, that, that, that had to be. But I never saw somebody end their entire career with one button push. That was fresh. Well, then you're not paying attention. You're not paying close enough attention. Because more and more people are losing their careers over a button push. Now, I said this yesterday. I don't really like when we yank people off these shows. I really don't. Because what happens here and what will happen with Roseanne, and we all know it, is she'll do the celebrity waiting period, the purgatory, I'm sorry, tears down my face, purgatory, I'm out of the public eye for nine months, boom, Netflix gives Roseanne a show, Hulu gives Roseanne a show. And here's my thing. 
If it's good enough to put them back on TV after a nine-month period, then what are we yank? What are we pretending to yank them off a of TV for? So people feel better for ten minutes. I think she is not going to get another TV show in the sense of it's not going to be a sitcom. It's not going to be a, you know, it's not going to be like an ABC or Hulu or a Netflix. I see her getting a job with Fox News. I see her getting that job of. Hey, we're going to do the view, but this version. And here's Rosanna anchor the view or the daily show or the, you know what I mean? That counter get because, because what else you have or, or that counter of like a, a, a Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or whatever, where it's like, Hey, we've got Roseanne. She's going to be the centerpiece and the crown jewel of our entertainment division, our opinion division of Fox news. And dude, it makes all sense in the world to me. That is a home run idea. I mean, they've got they've got names on Fox News, no question about it. But when it comes to their women lineup, they've got a bunch of hot blondes and Kennedy from the from MTV thirty years ago. That's all they have, female the way, wise. I still, totally want to get Kennedy in really? and like rip her clothes off. Oh, really? God, yeah. Okay. Dude. I never. God, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever masturbated thinking about Kennedy from well, MTV. I don't know if I've gone that far oh, either. God, but dude, she honestly, okay. dude, that hotel room door gets locked and she gets thrown around that room <laughs> okay. all night long. <laughs> okay, Just, hold on. That hotel room door gets locked. She gets thrown around that room for about three and a half minutes. All right, not only long, but for as long as Andrea can make it. But right yes, there. no, yeah, dude, Kennedy could totally get it. Yeah, and and then she has the ability to be who she wants to be without having as much concern and. What it might be is a more centrist version than what she tried to do. And if you're Fox News, you even kind of want that. So you can kind of stop people from being like, you're just so far deep in this thing. Mm. And if you start courting, somebody has to court the middle. It's not going to be Fox News. Somebody has to court the middle. And if you start courting the middle, I think that's where you're going to make a ton of money. Because that's where most of us are. We're positioned, and social media tells us we're staunchly in these camps, but we've seen this. Where they've gone out on the street and taken people who felt like they were staunchly liberal or staunchly conservative, and they ran them down the agendas and the parties, and actually you end up identifying with the opposite thing you think you identify with. And it's because mostly you're in the middle. It's the TV or your cell phone screen tells you to be angry about something, so you're angry about it because Susan at the office is angry about it, and I want to be friends with Susan. So I'm angry too. And that's what happens. We're just joining these groups of things because you're afraid of being on the other side of it because of what people are going to say to you. I think you need to start courting the middle just a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, your agenda-type networks probably aren't going to be the ones to do it, but if I were somebody, I think I think Roseanne's going to want to be a little bit more in the middle, even-keeled than she had started to be, um, especially early on when we first back out. But do I see Fox News ex- it, like extending her an offer? Absolutely, I do. That is, I think, a home run idea. We have Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll pass those out right now. Take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Before you eat at the ballpark, before you eat another thing at the ballpark, you're going to want to hear what we say next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 169. We're also online at WRQK.com. Still have a $25 gift card for Raising Canes, and Fantone can be found Friday 2 to 4, as he'll be at the newest Raising Canes in Kent. I'm just going to have that cane sauce everywhere, bro. I'm going to be making a rain cane sauce. Can't wait. I like it. I do like that. So we'll hook you up with a gift card. $25 worth. 930. We'll do that. 
Speaking of the eating there, uh, it's one of people's favorite things to do at the ballpark, right? And uh, if yeah. you've noticed, all these ballparks all over the country adding new kinds of food, like special hot dogs and like going with local restaurants and doing that whole thing, trying to seduce you back to the ballparks. Part of the, you know, it's part of the hook. Yep. And I would imagine this is was true in Atlanta um, as anywhere else. But they found more than they bargained for at the Atlanta Braves ballpark in a freezer. SunTrust Park, the home of the home stadium of the Atlanta Braves, a body was found in the walk-in cooler hours before the Braves were to host the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Cobb County officials told the paper that the dead man was a third-party contractor and another worker from the same company that he was working with found him in the walk-in freezer. Um, there, his identity being uh, not released at the you know at this time. They're looking for the family and, and notify them and that whole thing. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought that we have put a release in walk-in coolers now, so people can no longer be trapped in them. I know we have one at at, at the Agora. We have one that will release if you get stuck in there. Yeah, I, I think that's law. I think if you have a restaurant, you're going to have to have that. So I don't think this was a getting trapped thing. I don't know what happened, but this seems to me it doesn't. I mean, the cops didn't allude us to like stabbed and then left there or whatever, right. like foul play. So I'm thinking what. Heart attack, fell to the knees, couldn't get out. Next thing you know, just froze. Just, just froze there, dead. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most realistic. Um, can you imagine, though, the terror of being locked in a freezer, knowing that, like, dude, I'm going to die. Yeah, that would be brutal. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Okay. This or that. Freeze to death, burn to death. <sighs> I think burn to death, you die quicker just because of the smoke that you're breathing in. Burns more, though, right? Mm, I don't know, dude. It'd be pretty effing painful at the end of like the freezing when you're almost dead, when it's getting closer and closer. I guess maybe I just, this is probably movie, but like I just associate screaming to my skin being burned versus, you know what I mean? Like John Candy, Steve Martin on the back of the rig and planes, trains, and automobiles, and they're just, you know, your teeth are chattering, you know? I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think in the in the practicality of it, because in a fire, I think you're gonna like I said, you're gonna die quicker from the smoke. When you're in a freezer, oh, good you're point. you're sitting there. You've got time on your hands. Okay. I'll go I'll throw you another time although this would be less time than freezing, but freeze to death, drowned. I think you die quicker drowning. So I think I'm looking for the easy way out here when it comes to these kind of deaths. And freezing just seems like it would be off. Can you do this real quick? Can you look up how long it will take for a human body to freeze it. I don't think it's long, right? Depending oh. on the temperature. I mean, obviously, that's going to be part of it. But, like, I'm pretty sure you can die pretty fast. Dangerous weather conditions can take less than an hour. Death Jeez. can happen faster if you fall through ice, stick into water, watch first or frost. Sure, yeah, the weather you get and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in under an hour, so if you're just in that freezer, but, like, dude, you're sitting there and you're banging on that door and you're trying to kick the thing down and just, you're dying. Ripping fingernails off, trying to scratch at the door. Nothing you can do, dude. That'd be an absolutely awful way to go. Yeah, I would not want to go that way, but, dude, I don't want to be burned alive. That sounds worse to me. Yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. Burning, drowning, freezing, none of these ways are a good way to go. Um, Can you imagine being the dude who found this guy? Whether it was heart attack or whatever, sure. You're just in there looking for for the for the next thing of hot dogs, and all of a sudden, dude, you've got this guy who's like clutching his chest, frozen to the middle of it. Well, and it's also going to remind you like how this could this could be your life. Yeah. Like this could be a crystal ball. What happens? You're in here every day. This thing could happen to you. You're right. That would be terrifying. An actor tweeted something out 
and the world's giving him a bunch of credit for it, and I don't really understand it. We'll look into that. And again, that gift card for Raising Cane's at 930 on the Stansberry Show. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. A gift card for Raising Cane's. $25 worth. Up for grabs around 930. And another reminder, Fantone will be at the newest Raising Cane's. That's in Kent, 2 to 4 this Friday afternoon. Honestly, the more times I say it, see, advertising yeah. works. Yeah. Advertising works, dude. The more times I say that, the more I'm like, dude, maybe I'll get chicken fingers today. They sound good. If you have not made it to Raising Cane's yet, um, we'll get in line now. I was going to say, kind of your <laughs> mistake there. Uh, but the one in Belden has been open for long enough where you can get in relatively quick here. Um, and they really got things down to a science because here's what's on their menu. Uh, you got chicken tenders. You got uh, Texas toast coleslaw and french fries that's it you don't get anything else and they don't have to serve you anything else because it is friggin' delicious dude that cane sauce second to none man second to none yeah it's good stuff Fantone will be at the raisin canes in kent two to four this friday afternoon i'm excited so this went kind of viral um yesterday and i was like ah let it simmer let the you know let the, let the public get their hands on it. Tweet it, retweet it, post it, quote tweet it, post it on Facebook. Give him credit, take him down, destroy him, burn their DVDs of the stuff he's been in if you disagree with him. Whatever. Let the let, let the public outcry kind of happen. And that's Ron Perlman. For those of you don't, that don't know, Ron Perlman was Hellboy, and he yeah. was also Clay in the Sons of Anarchy series. He played Clay Morrow in Sons of Anarchy. And he tweeted this about Harvey Weinstein. Now, I thought he was talking about the president and Harvey telling him, hey, make sure you shake. At that point, he would not have been the president. Donald Trump's hand at this charity event. I thought that's what he was talking about. Turns out, no, I was wrong about this. He was talking about Harvey Weinstein himself. Okay. And uh, at least that's what people are telling me is happening here. But Ron Perlman tweeted this. Did I ever tell you about when Harvey Weinstein told me to make sure I shook his hand at a charity event? So I stopped in the men's room. I urinated. I'm changing his language because I have to because of the FCC. I urinated all over my hand, then went straight up to him on the receiving line. I think about that every little every time little Donnie opens up his KFC. Now again, I think he's talking about everybody's like, if you knew about Weinstein, then why did you why did you pee on your hand? Why didn't you turn him in? But I think he's saying Harvey told him, look, make sure you shake Donald's hand at this charity event. That's what I think. He, otherwise, why is he bringing up the president at all? I, I don't know. Ron Perlman's obsessed with the president. Right. Has, and that's another reason why I think that's who he's talking about. I mean, has, has, has been very, very, very vocal about his opinions of the president. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is kind of a little bit of like a, what are we trying to say here? Because I don't think this is about Harvey Weinstein. Otherwise, I don't think you say little Donnie at all. He's saying this because that's because right Harvey Weinstein instructed him, hey, your show is carried or maybe a movie he was in at the time or whatever. This is all Miramax stuff. I want you to do this. You technically work for me. Make sure you do this. Right. And is, is it not feasible to think that you can have a working relationship with somebody and not know that they're sexual now, miscreant? Some people say no, because there have been actors who have come out and said, look, I was a low level actor and the rumors were rampant like we knew. So if low level actors knew a. Listers knew. Yeah, was there a little bit of 
rumors probably running through Hollywood about every person in Hollywood, right? Well, that's fair. I mean, now look, I obviously I'm not Ron Perlman. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have like that kind of public eye, but do plenty of rumors about me in Canton, Ohio that are not true. And if people did that, if people were like, dude, I'm turning my back on Stansbury because of something I heard, that would suck. And I would want people to be like, dude, is this really going down before just turning their back on me? Now, again, you throw in your money being associated with it. You're going to be careful until you figure out what's going on. And I guess I understand like the level of disrespect when urine becomes involved with something. Um but, but why do you got to pee in your own hand? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, is that really worth it to you? It's like. This reminds me of Mall Rats. <laughs> when, he, when he had the chocolate covered pretzels, and he's like, we're going to stink palm them. And what you do, you've been walking around, you got swamp ash, you swipe your, your, your A crack with your hand, you shake their hand, that scent doesn't come off your hand for three days. And the guy says to him, he's like, yeah, but now it's on your hand. For three days. And he was like, yeah, small price to pay to, you know, t- to goof somebody. I, I don't know. I, I, like, this is what this reminds me of. I understand your bodily fluids are less gross than anyone else's if i'm going to have urine on me i'd rather be my own than anyone else's right unless i'm in the shower okay (laughs) okay well aside from that i i i i i'm okay with my pee over someone else's but you're right dude you're peeing on your hand and like imagine that dude like you're standing there at the john urinating and you're just like you know what i'm gonna slip my hand in here I can't do that. I'm sorry, but like I can't. I cannot do that. There. What were the thoughts of the guy in the urinal next to you? Wait, dude, you're just standing there, dongs out with each other, and he's just peeing all over his hand. Bro, it's the ice cubes you're <laughs> supposed to be on, not your knuckles. What the hell are you doing? But this is about the president, right? This is not about because, dude, everybody was screaming. Oh, if you knew about Harvey and you just peed on your hand, shook his hand, why didn't you just turn him in? But he's talking about the president here, right? Or am I crazy? I, I I don't know because him and Donald Trump Jr. got into an argument via this on Twitter, and oh, then oh maybe he was saying little Donnie like Don Jr. Uh, well, no, because then Don Jr. says something to him on on Twitter like you knew he was a rapist, and then you peed all over your hand. You're a coward. And then Ron Perlman says, uh, hey, young Don, nice to meet you. So I don't think he's ever met him before. Okay, all right. So I never said I knew that Harvey was a rapist. I never worked for Harv. I wasn't his type. I did know he was a prick and a prick and a bully, and that's all I got to say about that. So I think he's talking about getting pee on, Pearl, or on, on, on Harvey Weinstein's hand. Oh, well... I think you could. He left it pretty vague at the end of it, to where it could be. It could go either way, bro. bro what are you, twelve? I mean, like honestly, like what are you? Uh, like this very much reminds me, like, oh, dude, I hate that kid down the street. Let's load, let's load our, our super soakers up with pee, and we're gonna go get this kid, dude. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're a grown ass man, and that was what you could come up with. Is that I'm gonna pee hand the guy, dude? Here's the thing. I hate to admit it, but I'm a grown-ass man. And if you don't think I want to urine-soak my enemies with a super soaker, you're out of your mind. Oh, my God. The urine 2000 with the back, you know what I mean? The back pumps. Oh, dude, your boy needs it. I need it. I uh, I absolutely want to urine squirt. You know what? Let's just be done. That's, that's the end of it all right that's, there. The urine squirt a, you was know enough. What I mean? You were fine. And then you just had one, one too many. People, don't pee on your hands. Don't. That is absolutely disgusting stuff. Don't do that. $25. Raising Cane's gift card up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. 6 9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We do have that Raising Cane's gift card for $25. We'll pass that out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on that. Again, join Fantone this Friday, 2 to 4 in the afternoon, as he will be at the newest Raising Cane's. That is in Kent, Ohio. 
and you can uh, find Fantone there two to four. I wonder if they'll sell me $25 worth of cane sauce. I could do a lot with that. I'm not. I don't. Don't don't leave it there. I don't want to think about what it is you would do with a vat of cane sauce. They say no good deed goes unpunished. And uh, I believe sayings are sayings for a reason. And I think it's because they can be traced back to some, uh, you know, uh, a morsel of truth. And uh, this is a little true here out of Akron, Ohio, where a man died helping a buddy work on a truck. Mark Culler, this is sad, 47, was working behind a 1988 like uh, pickup truck. The other man had been sitting in the driver's seat working on the steering column. And somehow the guy inside the truck like knocked something in the car and, and you know in the truck and caused it to go into reverse. So the car then lunges backwards, according to the cops. It hits Mark Kohler and continued to go back Ugh. through the garage door, then pinning Kohler against the Ugh. inside of the garage. Jeez. He was taken to Akron City Hospital where he had later died at the hospital. So he had survived it initially and then went to the hospital God. and died. Dude, imagine being the guy. Now, it sucks to die, right? Yes. But imagine being the guy who like knocked the car in reverse by accident. This happens. You kill your buddy, and now you have to live with that the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, accident, accidental death. Um, what a haunting, haunting thing to happen to you. And uh, no matter what you're told no matter what you logically in your mind know of like I didn't intend to do this there was no in- you know there I wasn't malicious about this this was 100% a freak accident there's no way you don't carry that guilt with you every single day do you think they charge him um, negligence is there something they can do there I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know how the law works was, like that was I mean some sort of accidental death you know what I mean like I'm sure there'll be something there but I mean we're probably talking about I mean it's not gonna be a criminal charge or probably anything civil, like right? that yeah so I, I I don't see it being like this guy should be worried about going to jail um but I would be but you're I mean you're you're carrying that prison around in your life in your head for the rest of your life oh dude you can be in prison without being behind bars. Absolutely. I mean, your your mind can do bad things. You and I have talked about this. We have a different link to the story, but a buddy of mine in high school's dad was backing out of a, a driveway, ran over a kid. Turns out Fantone was friends with the kid. Yeah. And uh, that kid died. And, uh, and and I say this all the time. You noticed a change in that man after that happened. How could you not? He, he was a completely different person. You'd go over there before, and he was like one of the most fun-loving, easygoing guys you'd ever meet in your life. And he was still very, very nice to all of us. It wasn't that, but you could sense a distance in his eyes and, and in his mentality where it was just like he's off kilter. One of my buddy's girlfriends, and I lived with this couple for a while, um, she hit somebody with her car and he ended up dying. He kind of threw himself in front of her and Whoa. the cops didn't know if it was an, a suicide attempt or what happened, but she was not at fault. She would have nightmares about it all the time just yeah. constantly like just just you know i mean even on a smaller scale how many times have you have something happened and you know it's not your fault but you're carrying the guilt over oh, it yeah. you know even though people say to you oh it's okay relax don't beat yourself up over it the mistakes happen you're still sitting there making yourself feel awful now you expand that to something truly awful which is somebody right. not having their kid or their husband or their you know what i mean whatever after something you had mistakenly done oh that'd be awful this is one of those times too that i just want to tip my hat 
to medical professionals. I mean, imagine being the ER nurse at Akron General, oh, and yeah. all of a sudden this you know this body comes in, or this 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 guy who's fighting for his life was crushed by vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like how grotesque and how like terrible does that have to be trying to save this dude's life, and 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 they die out on you? That's one of those jobs. Much like officers, man. I I thank God there are people strong enough to do it, so I don't have to. I would not want that job nurse doctor any of those kinds of things as a matter of fact like i once upon a time was up for a job i was just telling the story the other night actually where i was i was up for a job and it was with a hospital and all i had to do was videotape surgery so like you'd be the camera guy like in the surgery so you'd have to like zoom in and watch it and it paid ridiculous amounts of money like money ridiculous amounts of money that paid i mean tons and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i want this job right and so like i kind of like you know i i knew somebody i had an in i kind of worked myself in there and i went and did it i went and like kind of shadowed it and it was obvious day one nah. i don't have the stomach for it nah. and that even though the money was great way better than what i get paid to do this way better um you that boss man <laughs> even though the money was fantastic i just knew bro you can't do this long term so why take a job that pays right. well just to be fired in two weeks from now that makes absolutely no sense we do have that gift card for Raising Canes. We will pass that out, but I do want to hear about Spine Buster University. Oh, yeah. And we will do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Have that gift card for Raising Canes, $25 worth. Speaking of Raising Canes and $25 worth, uh, one of the uh, members of the audience tweeted this into me. I said, dude, I wonder if they sell me a vat of cane they sell sauce. Go. Oh, yeah, dude. I can get 160 ounces of cane sauce for 25 bucks. That's dude. amazing. That Do might that. have to happen. Do that. Might have to happen right there. Fantone's going to be at the new Raising Canes in Kent this Friday, 2 to 4. Find that at 1801 East Main Street is how you do that. We'll pass out that gift card momentarily. However, we found out earlier this morning Fantone has big, huge news. Yeah. Uh, he'll be wrestling. 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 This will be uh, July 20th, Buzzbin. With Ohio Championship Wrestling, and yeah. you want to make a decent effort at this, so you actually went and spent some time, I can't believe I have to say this, <laughs> at Spinebuster University. Spi- I like, you know, dude, university is, is really what makes it, is, is not, not college, it's university is really what makes it special. Yeah, dude, it's an institute of higher learning, a school of hard knocks, some like to call it. Uh, but Spinebuster University, last night, it was my first training session. If you guys haven't been playing along with the uh, with the, with the the show here, uh, it's been a little over a year that I've been working with Ohio Championship Wrestling. I'm essentially their hype man. She's just throwing words around. University, <laughs> working, just, I mean, just Jesus, just throwing stuff around. So I'm their hype man. I'm not the ring announcer. Um, I'm just there kind of as like an, amba- an ambassador of the brand dude you know what i mean i'm getting the crowd excited to be there you know i'm a big wrestling fan so i hope that my excitement that right? and my passion comes out you know across when i when i'm there okay um but sure. for some reason or another uh one of the ocw superstars agent orange juice jennings one of the hall of fame city's finest he likes to say uh he's got a problem with me and it's been going on he's got a problem with definitions <laughs> we need to give him a dictionary and show him what superstar means it's been going on for a while and at the last event this past Saturday night at the OCW Arena, um, I was brutally, 
brutally assaulted. Assaulted is the right word. By Juice Jennings and his goon squad, a.k.a. Uh, Warhorse right there. They like to call themselves Counter-Strike collectively because Juice Jennings claims there's a conspiracy going against them. And, uh, you know, as I lay there after getting my ass kicked, yeah. I just I just came to the conclusion enough is enough. It's time to do something about this, and we're going to do something July 20th at Buzzbin. Um, I do not have Team Fantone put together yet, and that's something that I really do have to put some time and effort into. Um, essentially, all the superstars of OCW want to kick Juice Jennings' ass, so I've got my pick of the roster. I don't know if it's going to be the Electruck Company with you know Jake Ely and Chuck the Truck Morris. I don't know if 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 uh, Flying Ryan Burke is a possibility there as well. Um, you These know. guys wrestled as well as they <laughs> name things. Uh, no shame. Jimmy Shane is another guy that I'm taking a really close look at. Uh, but last night, it was my first training session with Spinebuster University. And dude, I know, I know, I know. You look at something and you're like, I can do that. Dude, Pro wrestling's harder than it looks, man. It's tough, dude. It's a uh, it's a physically demanding thing. Uh, my back is just just dying today. I can't turn my neck all the way around. I've got bruises on my ribs. It's uh it's tough. And that was one session for me, dude. That was like one one run of it, man. So I uh, I will be training there Tuesdays and Thursdays up until the event. So Juice Jennings, I know you're listening right now. I know you are, dude. I'm coming for you, baby. I am. So is your supervisor. <laughs> so maybe get some things done, right? Maybe maybe do some stuff. July 20th, that buzz bin. It's going to sell out. I'm telling you right now, ocwrestling.net. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I do believe it will sell out. I do, I, do, I do believe that. I'm confident in that. Although I have a, uh, I have a dark horse for Team Phantom. Okay. I think I know who you should get. Okay. And uh, everything's all about equality these days. Okay. Let's get Fiji Magadosh in there. Oh, another one of Ken's finest let's, right there. Let, let, let's, show, let's show Juice Jennings what a real Canton superstar is. You know what a real Canton superstar I'm really considering? Officer Lamar Sharp. Wow. Dude, if I get Lamar Sharp on my back right there. Uh, well, you'd fall to the ground. <laughs> come on. Come on. You can tell me right now that guy's not good to have on, on your oh, team. Oh, no. He's massive. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's, he's, massive. he's a real he's a real contender right there. What's the, what's the Lamar Sharp signature move? Just Night being stick giant? To the ribs? Right. I was going to say, kicking your ass. Oh, my God. The big boss man's black. <laughs> oh, my God. They remade wrestling. And, of course, the big bad boss man now has to be black. Oh my God, that's funny. You should get him. You should get him. He would be awesome. Plus, dude, never bad to have a cop as your friend. No, not never, a bad never, idea right never, there. Never bad to have them as your friends. We do have a gift card for Raising Cane's. Again, join Fantone this Friday in Kent, 1801 East Main Street. He'll be there from 2 to 4. We have a $25 gift card for you. Be caller 30 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on that. Aside from that, though, done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., Rock 106.9. Missed anything from today? Podcast it at WRQK.com. Have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.